This is BetQL Daily with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Five seconds to go. Chucky Hepburn, Big Ten on the line. The call center has become a glass factory. In terms of what we did at the end of the game, like I wouldn't trade anything. You know, I, I thought our defense on Johnny Davis when he banked it in was good. I thought our defense on uh, Hepburn when he banked it in, you know, was good. You know, you get beat by two shots that are so far off that they bank in, like, you know, it's just, you know, it's bad luck right there. Welcome on in. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawks are with you on a Wednesday Great show lined up. We'll do a lot of NFL with the Combine starting today. Look ahead to the NFL Draft. Michael Beller with The Athletic later on the show. Jason Logan, Covers.com. We'll also dive into some upcoming conference tournaments in college basketball. We start, though, with some college hoops from last night. Per don't, yeah, it didn't happen. They didn't win. They were favorites <laughs> on the road in Wisconsin. They did not come through. Uh, Wisconsin wins that game, just continuing to win these close games. And, uh, and Joe, they, they grab a share of the Big Ten regular season title, the Wisconsin Badgers with the shot at the end. And, I mean, look, we could talk about their future odds and can they win a national title. They just won the Big Ten, or at least a share of it. Great regular season by Wisconsin. I was curious where you were going to start, Joe G, because I, I know a, a piece of you uh, probably wanted to yell about baseball, but I'm sure we'll get to that over the next three hours. Uh, we we want to start off with a positive note. And, you know... Uh, I felt the lead there was also, thank you, Nebraska. So we we aren't kicking ourselves. Nebraska as a massive underdog, a 15-point dog, plus 850 on the money line. And the reason that matters to this show is because we were feeling a lot of regret. Because going into the weekend, you could kind of set it up. Oh, no. Oh, no. We laid out a scenario where maybe Ohio State can actually take down the conference. And a week ago, they were 100 to 1. And we talked about it, but we didn't pull the trigger because we looked at everything that had to go down. But we were counting that Nebraska game as one of those wins. So kind of kind of relieved that Wisconsin ended up, uh, ended up winning it there. You know, Ivy at the end of the game, terrific final couple of minutes for Purdue. But throughout that contest, you're like, okay, Let's get it going, man. Where, where's Ivy? That's the dude. They needed more scoring from him. But what a scene that was. And nobody was expecting the Badgers uh, to win that uh, conference going into the year. Johnny Davis with a big shot. But, I, you know, I think it's also worth bringing up, and we talked about it a lot on yesterday's show while handicapping this matchup, the luck factor. Didn't it kind of pop out to you in the end yes. again as they're banking all of these shots? I'm like, okay, you make your own luck. I get that. But it was like, man, at some point, is this going to stop for Wisconsin? Maybe it won't. There are not that many games left, Aaron. Right. Yeah, the other game that was interesting is speaking of the luck factor, Providence. Villanova comes out strong, smacks them early, and they just hang on for the win. Um, so that was another good game as well. But Providence is an interesting yeah. team. Uh, can't figure them out. But maybe it is they're just getting lucky or who knows. But I don't know if I'll be high on them in the tournament. Yeah, that game was interesting because I, I was on Nova first half minus five and a half and they covered yeah. double digit lead. And then I'm like, oh, maybe maybe I should have just taken the nine and a half. I think it went up to 10 before the game started. I was like, yeah. maybe I should have just taken them the whole way. And then the second half rolls around. 
and Providence got back. I mean, not just back in the game. They almost came back and won that game. I know. It was crazy. But I, I, I hope know it's ridiculous. Like, I know. He had like almost a triple double line, which you never see in college hoops. Like it was nuts. Um, a lot of sh- supposed sharp money on uh, on the favorite there, and the public just kept betting the underdog. One of those situations where uh, the public was right, and th- doesn't it just seem where it's already laid out uh, before we even get to all of the conference tournaments that when when we're talking about the brackets on that Monday morning, and we have all the odds lined up. It's going to be one of the few matchups where Providence could be. I'm fascinated to see what the committee does with them, but Providence could be a, an underdog or a very short favorite, much shorter than many expect. Obviously, the matchups matter. So, where do we think they're going to be seated right now? I'm looking at the last bracketology by Lunardi. It's like four, four, five, right? There are four. Uh, yeah, they'd currently be in the, in the last one. Obviously, a lot will change between now and, and Selection Sunday. They'd be faced off against. Um, against Chattanooga, and then they'd be in the same mm. bracket as Texas of five. So if they're a 4-13, I mean, obviously the matchup is dependent, Joe, but yeah, there it wouldn't won't be shock a dog me. There. Yeah. No, but it wouldn't shock me if they are a small favorite right, or a smaller favorite than any of the other fours. But what if, what if they have an early out in the conference tournament and a lot of the numbers don't favor them? We'll see what the committee does. What if they somehow... What about, we see five twelve games that sure. are viewed as pickums. Like sure. they could they could be that, right? Yeah, totally. You know what I kind of want to see? I kind of want to see them and Providence in the same bracket. Put the two lucky teams against each other, like in a oh, four right. five or something. Like or somehow we see that in the second round. That that would be great. Like they both squeak by their first round game and then give me Providence Wisconsin in the second round. That would be fun. We're gonna dive into the uh, the college basketball tournaments, the, the conference tournaments coming up in a little bit, give you some early thoughts on those. The NBA last night, unders go four and two. And how about this? The Timberwolves, who have played well, and they've become a team you look feel like is going to make the playoffs here. They beat the Warriors. The line flipped before the game. They take down Golden State. Here's uh, here's Steph Curry after the game on uh, a team that just is lacking cohesion right now. Really, it's just consistency and focus and uh, – I say I, like I uh, IQ and just understanding how certain teams are trying to execute against us and what we can do. To, I'm talking all, well, mostly defensively, what we can do to kind of counter that, knowing we have a lot of different rotations and lineups and uh, we're trying to make adjustments on the fly. But we have to, uh, I think Coach said, like be more connected, but just be more uh, in sync as a five-man unit, whoever's out there. Guys, they can't stop anybody. Without Draymond mm-hmm. Green, their defense has cratered. And, I mean, Steph has had a really good year. Not quite MVPs falling off that perch. But, I mean, when you're giving up 129 points, Joe, Steph Curry's not going to be able to win those games for you. you. You, They need to be able to play some sort of defense. They, they're off right now, and he's talking about cohesion. I, I don't know when they're getting this back. Minnesota scored 33 or more in three of the four quarters last night. Cat with 39 and nine. I, are they on cruise control just waiting for Draymond, knowing that they have a comfortable spot and that does it really matter if they're going to play that, you know, get that one seed, which they're not. But yeah, I mean, it's so what What number did you say closed at that you saw? One. I saw one. Okay. Yeah. I saw go. But it was Golden State favored by one, right? Right. It flipped. Yeah. 
So that was the only, if we're going by that, that was the only game where the underdog won. That happened right. back. And I, if you're doing like some sort of a money line parlay with a bunch of favorites, you're probably not including that one because it was a pick'em scenario because it's one. Uh, back-to-back days, all the favorites just keep on winning. That's, uh, that's what's been going on in the NBA. You know, this happens a lot in all sports where it's mostly the favorites. As we figure out the teams that are tanking on the season, uh, that's happening in the NBA right now. So as I bring it up, I'm sure it's going to be all underdogs tonight, but just uh, just something to, to keep in mind. And um, the other uh, later game last night, you know, the Lakers are just chucking up all these shots yes. and and they somehow found a way to get back into the game. But then what happened in the end? In the end? Talk about uh, a, a defense cratering. It was uh, it was Luka time as the Mavs took over and won, and it ended up being a push on the closing number, Dallas by five. Let's hear yeah, the Luka so that- dunk here. Can we play the Luka dunk? I, I love this this highlight. Let's hear Luka with the putback dunk. Missed it. Mm. Oh, Doncic! A grown man's jam on the follow! A grown man's jam last night, Aaron, with uh, Luka Doncic, who continues to play you you have the, do you have an mvp ticket on him or are you just kind of were you I do. monitoring it i do have a luca mvp that was the first one i took preseason but right. the lakers i was talking about you know started on monday fade the lakers rest of the season second um, most difficult schedule the crazy thing is you do have to credit the lakers they fought in that second half the mavs blew a 21 point lead uh, but with this loss the lakers fall to 27 and 34 Two games up on the Pelicans and the Blazers for the 10th and 11th seed in the Western Conference. Three and a half games up on the Spurs. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if the Lakers don't not only make the playoffs, they don't make the play in. Like, this is tough. They have a tough schedule coming up, and I I feel like things are falling apart. They've lost three straight, lost seven of their last ten. I mean it's going to be tough for them. I don't know if Anthony Davis, if he doesn't come back, it's not, it's not good for the Lakers. There's seven games below 500. I know. There's... And they're only two games up on the last, Aaron saying that, that last play- playoff spot, two games up. That's it. We, we probably spend too much time talking about them, but it is LeBron and AD, you know, I mean, they're irrelevant when it comes to the championship. They are completely irrelevant. Totally. When it, I, I, even if they are in this play in, what are they going to do? They're not going to beat anybody. Like, look at, look at the gap between those teams in the top six and what the Lakers have done. And some were, I think everybody's done waiting. Everybody's just, uh, yeah. okay, just forget about it. It's, Russ um, is not aging well. That experiment yeah. is not working. It's, it's terrible. That enti- that entire plan, don't don't you see the gap? And and I know Brooklyn, that's a special case. But don't you see the big gap? I don't know that the NBA planned it this way. But when you look at the top six and then the next level down to the four teams in each play-in scenario, it, it seems like it's a big time drop off, right? Yeah, there, there, and based on the standings, I would say the the, the, the seven seed. They don't really belong. Like there's, and we'll see if it plays out that way in the in the play. And seven might not do as well as their standings say. But doesn't it feel like Minnesota and Toronto are way closer to a six? Like they, they those teams feel like real playoff teams. Like in the past, before they had the yes. play in, they feel like all right, they're a playoff team. The other teams don't. I mean, trash. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you mentioned Brooklyn is an exception because they've missed everyone the whole year because injuries, trades, quitting, whatever, vaccines. Um, 
But the other teams, I mean, the Lakers, the the Pelicans stink. The Hawks have not had a good year. The Hornets aren't a good team. I mean, this is what we're talking about here. Yeah. I mean, it, it's I working guess. in some sense that I, but it's working because okay, for this year it's going to work because teams in the East might be hesitant to gun for that top spot because you might face Brooklyn or go after that two spot because you might face Brooklyn. But you're not going to have that every single year. I, I wonder if if they're going to stick with this play in long term. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that they probably love is is they could Lakers. end up with one night of Lakers, one night of Nets, right? Like they yeah. could have Kevin Durant and and and, uh, and LeBron sure. James, Aaron playing in these. But I think we were all on the Lakers under. You mentioned their schedule a lot the last couple of days. It, this team stinks. Like they're not going over 38 and a half wins. Yep. No. Yep. And uh, how about Boston? They do it again. Yep. Yes. And I mean, that defense is suffocating. And I, I, last night is probably more in Atlanta because they were a complete no show in the second half of this game. Hey, guys, you, you, you're bored still. You want to show up at some point? I mean, my gosh. I mean, you, they had that big lead at the half. Was it like around 15 points? And, and they couldn't slam the door on this team. The C's now the fifth favorite. In that very tough Eastern Conference, they've jumped teams like the Bulls and the Cavs in the odds. The they Celtics held Atlanta down. to thirty-six percent shooting. That's pretty. That's pretty amazing. Thirty-six percent, and they do. They're doing this every night, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were down big to Atlanta. They came back into the game as six and a half point favorites, and at one point they trailed um, pretty big at the half, down seventeen points. And then to start the third quarter, Boston goes on a 13-0 run. Second half was just a totally different game last night. Tatum scored 33 points. Sees outscored the Hawks in the second half, 56-33. to um, So I, I was on the Celtics when we talked about it, but I didn't actually bet it. Unfortunately, what I did bet was the Luka Doncic double-double and the Mavs win, and he was two boards shy. Boo. The, the- <laughs> the East odds are fascinating because you still have Brooklyn sitting as the eight and they're the favorite and you have Boston as the six and they're above the two. You know what I mean? Like Chicago's now the sixth favorite, but you've got Brooklyn at eight, Boston at six, and they have shorter odds than the two seed right now. You know what's interesting? For the first time I can remember, uh, Boston has snuck into under 10 to one range. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're getting that respect now. So right now I, I'm seeing a still Brooklyn plus 270 boggles my mind. We're, we're still there as them as the favorite in the Eastern Conference. Milwaukee plus 290, Sixers plus 320, Heat 5-1, to one, Celtics plus 950. So, I mean, you can't ignore what the Celtics have done. I mean, it's, it's, it's nope. two months now. It's two months. And they're not just like a muck and grind like defensive team. They have Jason Tatum. Like they, have a, they have a guy that could drop 35 any game. I mean, that – that gives them a chance in the postseason. Are the Celtics and Mavericks similar? Yeah, like a one guy away from being elite type of team. That's Good. fair. I mean, Luka's obviously better than Tatum, but yeah. And, and two top five defenses, obviously. Right. Yeah. And I would give, you know, at least Boston has Jalen Brown, one guy that could help uh, Tatum a little bit more. But I think those are similar teams. Let's dive into college hoops next. The conference tournaments are coming up. We'll give you some early thoughts, early angles on conference tournaments up next right here on BetQL Daily. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.